coming up. Don't lock me in, sir. Don't lock me in. That is the training video I want to watch. I'm an actual person in that. Oh, my God. Have we got a different script? Could we try it again? Don't light the cigarette. Be careful. Direct sexual engagement. I remember the days. What's in your booth? Pushing that blunt old needle in. Me too. I've got pencil. How did you discover this? It was the uniform. A ship that sails backwards never sees the sunrise. I definitely nailed that. And now, enjoy the podcast. How do you say that? 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 Hello and welcome to today's episode of How Do You Say That? Sponsored by BritishVoiceOver.co.uk The podcast for voiceovers, podcasters and anyone else with a professional interest in how your script should sound. Let me introduce my co-host, British voice actor and voiceover coach, Samantha Boffin. To give her her full title. Uh, Now, today's fun fact about Sam is that when she was a little girl, she wanted to marry Virgil, the pilot of Thunderbird 2. I did. So you fancy being Mrs. International Rescue, did you? Well, I I don't think I thought about it that hard, but I was I was I I really liked Virgil. He was like my poster boy when I was about eight, and I hadn't really noticed that he was a puppet. And my sister, <laughs> my sister had to point out quite gently that they were all puppets, and I was very unlikely to marry. Therefore, uh, this puppet. Then she told me this terrible story that they'd all been horribly burned and destroyed oh, no. in oh, fire, no. which uh, which was very bizarre. Virgil had. Mass- Massive eyebrows, didn't he? I wasn't really, I wasn't really looking at the eyebrows, to be perfectly honest. It, it was, was the uniform, hunky uniform, exactly. So anyway, I think that's uh, your thing, actually. But anyway, my co-host is voiceover artist and TV presenter Mark Rice, who not only loves a list, mm-hmm. as you'll know if you're a regular listener, but he also loves a spreadsheet. I do. I do. Do you? Are you yeah. really Mr. Organised then? I love Excel. I don't like Google spreadsheets. <laughs> it has to be said. But I can play with Excel all day long and I'm a bit of a geek and a bit of a nerd with it. I don't know why that's interesting, but it's, you know, it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not a spreadsheet girl at all, but I think that's impressive. Well, of course, it's not just us here. Every week we invite a voiceover guest to come and share their opinions and their talent. And this week, it's one half of the Geek Syndicate, mm. David Monteith. Hello, David. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. Oh, David. How lovely to be here. Oh, it's lovely to have you i'm still processing the whole puppet thing to be yes, honest i know i know that might appeal to you <laughs> and I, I actually came up with that fascinating fact long before i knew that this was particularly you on today's podcast david yes no but of them all virgil was the man he was he was wasn't he i thought yeah. so there was one and i can't remember who it was there was one that wore incredible a sort of Hawaiian shirts all the time. <laughs> that was Lady was... Penelope, wasn't it? No, no, no. no. He was... Was, was that Scott of Thunderbird 1? It might be. It might yeah, have been. It might be. But uh, he was the kind of lounged boy. about in, yeah. yeah, fantastic shirts. That I do remember. I love a bit of Thunderbirds. Anyway, <laughs> let's find out a bit more about David. So, as well as a voice actor, he is an actor with an international Shakespeare portfolio. Mm. A teacher, a coach and a director. And this was incredible. Seven operas under your belt. Wow. Is that as a director? As David? a director, yeah. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. He was also the first black podcaster in the UK and co-host of the first podcast to make it to TV. That's Amazing. incredible. It incredible. is. I was going to say, that's my podcast, Geek Syndicate, and I started that with yeah. my best friend in 2006. And it's been on telly as well. It's all brilliant. It's we all got fab. a call from, it was April Fool's Day, and we got a call from a BBC producer, <laughs> and we thought it was a joke. And <laughs> it took him a while to convince us that it was real. He used to be a listener 
and uh, they wanted they wanted to do some sci-fi stuff and they and they came to us and it was it was incredible as a voice david specializes in dramatic genres audiobooks audio plays games and mocap of course and in 2022 david was part of a team of narrators for the atlas 6 which won best audiobook in the fantasy genre mm-hmm. uh, that's a rich history david uh, have you had time to think of a fun fact for us <laughs> i have <laughs> so <laughs> I had several. I didn't know which to go with. I thought I'd go with my most embarrassing, which was the <laughs> nice. fact that uh, I uh, I did motion capture for a computer game that's just come out called Dead Island Two, which is a zombie game. Right. <laughs> and I didn't actually do voice for this. It was just uh, it was just body. And mm-hmm. I was the the boss fight at the end. I was the boss zombie that the oh. player fights right at the end. And we had this sequence where the player hits me with an oxygen canister, and I go flying twelve feet backwards. <laughs> Now, in wow. reality, I get hit with a cushion and they've got mm-hmm. a mattress behind me. And I have to throw myself back. And so he did that and I threw myself back as far as I could. I overshot the mattress. <laughs> I hit no. the floor so hard my skull cap came off. <gasps> oh, no. I literally saw stars for a couple of seconds. And when I came round, I mean, came round, it was only a couple of seconds. <laughs> when I came round, everybody, there was like six people in the room, was laughing. When I say laughing, I mean laughing to the point where we stopped work for 15 minutes <laughs> and i was like why are they laughing and then i suddenly felt my stomach and went oh that that pressure's disappeared so it turned out i hit the floor with my legs akimbo in the air and let out the longest fart <laughs> in, in computer game recorded history but the funniest thing is that, that we only did one take so when you play that game and you watch the monster land you know that that monster did the largest fart in game in history oh they should have post-produced that in they, oh, they really that. should that's <laughs> such a good <laughs> so why did i share that i mean god <laughs> i asked for fun fact and that definitely is <laughs> definitely there we go right on that uh, on that note let's have a look at our first script of the show and ask how do you say that play how do you say that so mark you have been working on this first script lately so it looks like looks like a very exciting health and safety (laughs) corporate well yes (laughs) what else can you tell us about that not so exciting but i do quite a lot of work for this company and they get a lot of contracts for health and safety videos and they do animation to it so you see the workman lifting his cable and taking his helmet off when he's not supposed to and all all of that kind of stuff so it's for um engineering companies and um, construction companies to show their staff what they should and shouldn't be doing. Right. Okay, it's and as now easy I'm, as that. I'm actually looking at it and I I always should read these scripts, but <laughs> now I'm looking at it and I can see there is a, just a hated word, the same hated word in every single sentence. Is it the word hazardous by any it chance? It is the word hazardous. <laughs> yes, it's not a nice one, is it? It's not. It, oh. it, it's on a par for me with digital which yeah, uh, is everywhere. It's always a horrible word. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, Sam, have a go. Have a go, yes. Sam. It's very dry. There, yes. isn't, mu- there isn't much joy in this, but uh, I, th- I thought that was a good, good one <laughs> to start with. We believe in you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Right, okay, let's have, a, let's have a little go. God, should have done this. Okay, right, okay. Before working with hazardous materials, you must follow these safe work practices. Store had as a... <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's going well. Okay. <laughs> la, la, la. 
Store hazardous chemicals in areas that can be locked but still have good ventilation. Do not store hazardous chemicals in cool drink bottles or any other unmarked container, you idiot. <laughs> it doesn't say you idiot, no, but you do have to think. I know, yeah. I know. So, anyway. Ensure hazardous materials are in their original containers that clearly say what they are. Do not pour hazardous materials down drains or dump them. Keep ignition sources, for example, mobile phones, lighters, cigarettes, etc. Cigarettes! I know. I know. Away from hazardous materials. Report any leaks or uncontrolled hazardous materials to your supervisor immediately. It was a fantastic take one. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that's the kind of direction. Go, that was great. Can we try it again? <laughs> now you've got like, used to it, Samantha. Now you've got, you, now you've got used to it. Now, now you can say the word hazardous. Yes, absolutely. Um, I love that. Um, you, you put some joy in it, which, uh, you know, it doesn't have an awful lot of joy. Just as one extra note that I've just remembered, this client... Yes actually yes. likes each individual line separately done. So I have to send them oh, each individual oh. line. So it's files after files after files after files. Um, I definitely nailed that. But it, do- <laughs> but, it, but it does mean if you go wrong, it doesn't really matter because the sentence doesn't run on from one another. What a pain in the neck. Totally. They pay more of- for that. They oh, do they pay do. more for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I made sure of that. Good to know. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Uh, David, would you, would you like a go with the hazardous yeah, materials? why not? Be Let's careful. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've got the shock of people using cigarettes around hazardous cigarettes. materials out of the way, I'm good. Okay. <clears throat> Before working with hazardous materials, you must follow these safe work practices. Store hazardous chemicals in areas that can be locked, but still have good ventilation. Do not store hazardous chemicals in cool drink bottles or any other unmarked container. Ensure hazardous materials are in their own original containers that clearly say what they are. Do not pour hazardous materials down drains or dump them. Keep ignition sources, for example, mobile phones, lighters, cigarettes, etc. away from hazardous materials. Report any leaks or uncontrolled hazardous materials to your supervisor immediately. Lovely. You see, I would actually Fantastic. listen to that if I was played that by an employer. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Because it's fun and, it, and it's yeah. nice and, and it sounded like you actually cared about what I did. Yes. And that, that's, that's my whole stick. That's the way I come at most of the things I do. I want, to, I want it to be something that I would listen to. Yes. And, and, yep. I, and I, you know, it's like, let's make it a little bit funny. Cool drink <laughs> bottles. <laughs> you know I mean? It's true, actually, because we often kind of look at a corporate and we give it a kind of, uh, I don't know, a very uniform approach. And we think it's got to be quite, you know, serious. But actually, yeah, doing it with a bit more joy and a bit more oomph, you know, really makes mm. a difference, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree 100%, but guess what? The oh, client what? didn't want it that way. No. <laughs> oh, really? The client wanted it very straight. So I'm going to attempt, with you two laughing, I'm going to attempt to do it very <laughs> straight like, like I did it for them. Don't light the cigarette. <clears throat> Don't light the cigarette, whatever you do. No, quite. Okay, okay. All right, then. You're going to find this very dull, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Before working with hazardous materials, you must follow these safe work practices. Store hazardous chemicals in areas that can be locked but still have good ventilation. Do not store hazardous chemicals in cool drink bottles or any other unmarked container. Ensure hazardous materials are in their original containers that clearly say what they are.
Do not pour hazardous materials down drains or dump them. Keep ignition sources, for example mobile phones, lighters, cigarettes, etc., away from hazardous materials. Report any leaks or uncontrolled hazardous materials to your supervisor immediately. That was... And that's, I know, that's how they, but that's how they wanted it. Oh, oh, sorry, what? That's kind of how they wanted it. I yeah. kind of think work is hard enough as it is. You don't mm-hmm. want to... You know, yeah. Everyone, everyone hates right. training. Don't, don't send me to sleep while I'm doing it. <laughs> but actually, the three of us doing it in such different ways, I would argue, is really good. So I'm glad I bought kind of, yes, kind of I, yeah. a, a dull script because it yep. shows that it can be in a different way. I'm quite looking forward to the wild card with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it totally can be, I think. And and it or of course the other thing is it depends on the visuals. Do you ever get to see the visuals or do you just Only afterwards. Only yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And they're lovely cartoons. I mean they obviously have a yeah, great yeah. animation department. Yeah. Um but they don't put any sound effects in either. Well I oh, think sound God, effects this would is work crying too. Out the sound <laughs> effects. Isn't, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Small <laughs> explosions are called yeah. for, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. But it's interesting that we do get these across our desks quite often, don't we? Mm. Yes, I. <laughs> not me. Oh, no, you yes, don't. I don't get this sort of thing very often. I have to confess, and I don't know whether it's. I don't know why. I don't know why. Give me them. They won't give me them now. <laughs> judging from my first read, will they? <laughs> I've had a few. Yeah. And the people that have employed me to do them have really gone for the whole conversational approach. Yeah. To it. I much yeah, prefer yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. The way that that's written, though, and the fact that they want it in separate files so that they can put it with individual bits of animation kind of takes you away from the conversational side of it anyway. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I suppose it does. And it, uh, yeah. Whereas absolutely. I've got another company that does something similar, but they like it conversational and they also write it as dialogue. So oh, actually okay. it's much nicer. Nice. So yeah, are you, nice. a, you an actual person in that I'm one? an actual you're, person you're an actual, in that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's... Yeah, oh, I love. I love Paul, is the it, IT is it, guy. Is, yeah. is it stilted? Because sometimes I've had people write dialogue who really shouldn't be writing dialogue. Actually, it's, it's not so bad. Stilted and unnatural. I agree. I've seen that. This particular company, it's not bad. It's yeah. not bad. Okay. Nice. It's worthwhile remembering that these are real scripts we've been mm. working on, but we've changed names and some of the details to avoid copyright issues. Couldn't make up that last script, could you? <laughs> to make it up. <laughs> right, David's brought us a very different script, which um, is all about... Well, to, to introduce it to us, uh, David, would right, you? This is really interesting. I've had an audiobook come out four days ago as we're recording this, mm-hmm. and it's called uh, Dispatches from the Diaspora, Nelson Mandela to Black Lives Matters, and it's... A collection of the reporting of Gary Young, who's a Guardian journalist, or used to be a Guardian journalist, and it's basically 25 years of his reporting that's been collated and curated. Now, one of the chapters in this book is about Bridgerton. Right, yes. And right. it's about, it's about uh, the ethnic contribution to Bridgerton and whether it's valid uh, and yeah. so on. Yeah. And in the middle of this, I mean, the paragraph before this, he talks about someone being eye-humped as they get out of, <laughs> a, of a river, and it's just a, it's a brilliant thing. But the next thing is this, where he's just talking about what makes sort of um, these period dramas really approachable. And so this is what this about this is about. Okay. And, uh, wow. I'm very excited to see what I have to confess, when you started talking and explaining that script, I was thinking, Oh my god, have we got a different script? I thought that too. And <laughs> and and so it was this really is why interesting. I chose this. Yeah. yeah, to have started 
you know, for, for that book and for this to be a part of that book, that's really interesting. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm going to have a go first. Um, I not quite sure after that explanation quite how to <laughs> approach it now. Oh, it's no. certainly, mm. when I read it through earlier, it's certainly not what I had in mind. So, okay, okay, mm, interesting. Right. Repression is a central element of the drama in both Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre. Seduction in these novels is a subtle, socially distanced affair. There may be cads and mistresses, damaged reputations, falls from grace and dishonourable conduct, but all matters of direct sexual engagement are barely alluded to, let alone explicitly depicted. Britches remain firmly buckled. Bodices remain securely bound. Happily for the novelist, the suggestion of, prelude to and promise of sex is often more sensual than the act itself. Oh. Whoopee. And <laughs> I went through about well, four I, different styles there. You did. You went through a lot of stuff. And you, you did a Miranda in the middle of it. You, you said something like, direct sexual engagement. Yes. It was a real yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Such a prude. Mouth those words. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, because you did. That was it was a, it, because it's a really interesting little piece, yeah, isn't it? it, is. it, it can. Mm you know, send you into lots of different places. Oh, I love that. Ooh. Nice. What okay. did you think, David? Have I completely nailed it? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no, dot, dot, dot. I, no, I actually, oh, I actually thought it was really listenable uh, because you engaged with, uh, with with the with the words that stood out, the sentences that stood out mm. and make us as people go, ooh, you really yeah. engaged with them and you really played with the lists. So there's, <laughs> you know, you, there's lots of lists in this, little there lists. Are. Yeah, and, there uh, are. And you played with them, which I think is really important. Good, excellent. Well, let's see what Sam does with it, shall we? Yes. Repression is a central element of the drama in both Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre. Seduction in these novels is a subtle, socially distanced affair. There may be cads and mistresses, damaged reputations, falls from grace and dishonourable conduct, but all matters of direct sexual engagement are barely alluded to, let alone explicitly depicted. Britches remain firmly buckled. Bodices remain securely bound. Happily for the novelist, the suggestion of prelude to and promise of sex is often more sensual than the act itself. Oh, I love that. You, Lovely. You went, <laughs> you went in in your kind of, what, what I like to, to class as your documentary style. Did I? Um, and then, but but it, it moved from that quite quickly and then you kind of went quite whispery and I love yes, that. Yes, absolutely. It, it, that was beautiful. Absolutely. Like in the, as soon as you said the word seduction, I knew we were getting seductive Sam out. Yeah, well, I said, <laughs> is that, is that I, a thing? Uh, Sam Sam's got in the building. Yeah, no, the, uh, I was. I, I suppose I thought that first sentence sets the idea, and then the yeah. rest of the um, the rest of the piece sort of embroiders that idea. I suppose so. I kind of did that. I, I don't. I didn't do it on purpose particularly, but I think I must have thought. Okay, let's make the statement. And then let's uh, kind of, you know, I don't know, yeah, embroider it. I thought it worked beautifully. No, that's a fantastic approach. Now I, I really want to hear how you did it. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's going to be completely different to anything we've, we've I would imagine so. <laughs> thought oh, of. Let, let, let's see. <laughs> Repression is a central element of the drama in both Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre. 
Seduction in these novels is a subtle, socially distant affair. There may be cads and mistresses, damaged reputations, falls from grace and dishonourable conduct, but all matters of direct sexual engagement are barely alluded to, let alone explicitly depicted. Britches remain firmly buckled, bodices remain securely bound. Happily for the novelist, the suggestion of prelude to and promise of sex is often more sensual than the act itself. Lovely. Uh, do you, wow. What I loved about that is you've got a real sense of uh, comedy, almost co- uh, joy, yes. and uh, uh, and um, you you didn't take it or yourself too seriously. I really liked that. Mm. Yeah. But there was a couple of things there for me because I always, when I was teaching uh, acting, I'd always say, yeah. "How do you feel about the word? How do the words you're yeah. feeling?" make you sorry how do the words you're reading make you feel yeah and so it's for me it was a really engaging like both pride and prejudice and jane Eyre, i find them quite boring so i just want to get past that bit <laughs> yes um seduction <laughs> yeah on the other oh, hand i, I remember the like days I remember. <laughs> you have this innate ability of drawing people in to listen so that you're actually actively listening rather than passively listening it's wonderful oh stop because I mean, <laughs> actually the, the interesting thing of course that you did there in in that little piece was that you did run a lot of those sentences together yep. you kind of ignored which was really lovely actually you, you kind of ignored the um, punctuation that was actually written and you, you you took this idea and you ran with it and you 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 pulled all those sentences together so it gave a real <laughs> yeah it gave a real sense of you know drama and and build which mm. uh, which was lovely yeah how do you say that? Right, let's mix it up a bit then, shall we? Uh, with the section of the show where almost anything can happen, from tears to laughter, it has happened. Uh, the wild card section. Let's see if we can approach these scripts in a completely different way. Yes. So, David, can you pick one of these scripts for me and think of something new I can do with it, a new motivation or something? OK, OK, I want you to do script one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Look, my favourite script, my favourite yeah, one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, this is inspired by my sister, who used okay. to be in the Navy. Oof. Ooh. And uh, mm. showed me the scar where she sewed up her own leg. <laughs> so, I, oh, my wow. goodness. I, I know. She, no, she's quite mad. I'd like you to be sewing up your own injury wow. in a war zone. Right. Okay. So, it's so almost think like a computer game where, like, yeah. you know, you're under fire yeah. and... Uh, but you've got to sew so up your injury. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Before working with hazardous materials, you must follow these safe work practices. Store hazardous chemicals in areas that can be locked, but still have good ventilation. Do not store hazardous chemicals in cool drink bottles. Or any other unmarked container. Ensure hazardous materials in their original containers that clearly state what they are. Do do not pour hazardous materials down drains or dump them. Keep ignition sources, for example, mobile phones, lighters cigarettes, etc. away from hazardous materials. Report any leaks or uncontrollable hazardous materials 
to your supervisor. <sighs> Immediately. Oh, my God. That is the training video I want to watch. <laughs> Do you know what? I, my hands were over my mouth. I could Me feel. Too. I could feel the pain. Wow! Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. Wow! Good lord! I was. I was actually literally sewing my arm up. You know, and so there were moments where I was pushing that blunt old needle in. So oh that it's God. that really you helped. You could tell. Actually. You could. Oh, that really God. helped. Now, when you said literally just then. No, no. You, you didn't really mean <laughs> literally, did you? No, no. It was just yes. acting, wasn't it? Because I always have a needle, a blunt needle in my uh, booth for this kind of thing. No, yeah, no, obviously. You never know. No. But it's, it's surprising how you can believe it, though. Yes. It is surprising mm. how you can believe it. Well, David, I'm, I'm going to give one to you now. Yeah. And I'm going to go with something that I know is very close to your heart. But I think I'm going to go with the Pride and Prejudice piece of script but i would like you to do it and you can choose which of the 13 you choose (laughs) as one of the doctor who's doctor (laughs) do you know i've just got to say i uh, i've worked um with a guy called jonathan carley right and he i heard him do impressions of john hurt's doctor and paul mcgann's doctor wow you close your eyes it's them. I mean, if you go to a big finish to um, War Doctor Begins series, mm-hmm. and it's Jonathan Carley doing John Hurt, and it is uncanny. It's unbelievable. Wow. It's shockingly good. Yeah. I mean, that's a skill on itself. So, oh, blimey, as a doctor. Okay, right then. Hmm. Repression is a central element of the drama in both Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre. Hmm. Chesterton. <laughs> Seduction in these novels is a subtle, socially distanced affair. Oh, there may be cads and mistresses, damaged reputations, falls from grace and dishonourable conduct. Mm. At all matters of direct sexual engagement are barely alluded to, let alone explicitly depicted. <laughs> Riches remain firmly buckled, bonuses remain securely bound. Oh, happily for the novelist, Chesterton, the suggestion of prelude to and promise of sex is often more sensual than the act itself. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Love the first doctor. It was first doctor. Surely. It was first doctor. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, it also yeah. could have been Colin Baker. It could. <gasps> oh, yes, no. actually, you're right. You're right. It could have been. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, they must. They must. The actors themselves must look to the previous doctors actually to draw certain yeah. elements. I presume because there are elements that kind of span all the doctors. I guess. Such a scary role to take on, though, when you've come wow, behind I know. after so yeah. many other classical people. I so. can't. I genuinely can't wait for Nashuti. I kind of want oh. the tenant, the tenant yeah. specials to be out the way, Absolutely. and I just want, I just want to see Nashuti do it. Yeah, but but what a, what a clever thing to reboot it with um oh, with not, tenants. I'm not a big fan. No, because I'm not, really. I'm oh. not like. I have this. I have this saying that I say to people who are considering going back out with an ex. And I say, a ship that sails backwards never sees the sun rise. <laughs> and they usually look at me and go, what? <laughs> right. OK, Sam, you have to you have to find a, a, a wildcard genre for me now. I do. Right. Well, I would like you to do. Actually, I don't mind which script you do. Let me oh. see. I'm going to, I want you to be a jailer. Oh, okay. you can be you can be a, a kindly jailer, should you wish to be. 
Or you can be a bit of a bastard. <laughs> pick, pick your your. But I think, therefore, I think perhaps we'll do second script. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to go with the first one. Well, right. I can do uh, first okay. one. Which no, 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 no. It's like mm, okay. Repression is a central element of the drama in both Pride and Prejudice and Jane Eyre. Seduction in these novels is a subtle, socially distanced affair. There may be cads and mistresses and damaged reputations, falls from grace and dishonourable conduct, but all matters of direct sexual engagement are barely alluded to, let alone explicitly depicted. Britches remain firmly buckled. Bodices remain securely bound. Happily for the novelist, the suggestion of prelude to and promise of sex is often more sensual than the act itself. Don't lock me in, sir. Don't lock me in. <laughs> I, really, I really enjoyed your sex. Sex. <laughs> exactly. I kind so of had good. a little bit in my brain of, of the really horrible one in Porridge. What's his name? Oh, well, oh. Mackay, Mr. Mackay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mackay, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yes. A little bit. I really felt like, and I, this is me coming out again, I just really felt like you were um, one of the bad guys from Blake Seven. <gasps> <gasps> oh, just you... looking, at, I kind of saw you in the, the black leather, I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, so futuristic and, and jailer you were yeah, going. Yeah, futuristic see, jailer. And I was going Victorian jailer. So that's incredible. So so my performance had three completely different... <laughs> oh, so complex, so yeah. complex. Well, that either means it was brilliant or absolutely <laughs> terrible. Let's Take go brilliant. with brilliant. Let's, Let's go, go with brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, if you want to play along with any of the scripts in your own booth, the privacy that you have there, we put the scripts in the show notes so you can have a try yourself. Yes. And if you've got any voiceover questions you'd like answers to, you can send your question for future episodes to podcast at britishvoiceover.co.uk. Well, our question this week is when you're recording in your booth and David's in his booth and Sam's in her booth and I'm Mm. in my booth at the moment, what items do you always like to have in there with you? So it's a bit of a look around. What have you got Mm. in your booth? Well, I've got a cup of tea. (laughs) <laughs> good, good. Yeah, absolutely. I good. always like to walk into a session with a cup of tea. Um, apart from all the obvious equipment. Yes. It's a cup of tea and some water. Oh, so so no real accoutrements? N- not apart, apart from all the stuff like the audio interface and uh, the microphone, yeah. obviously. The microphone, obviously. Um, I was kind of taking that as rest. No, I not really have much. Okay. I've got a pencil. Yeah, well, that's important. Don't know why. I haven't got any paper. Oh, okay, yeah. The, the hangover from the days where you marked up a script on a bit of paper, yeah, yeah. God knows what that's doing here. Well, in my in my booth, I've got one of these. Ooh, a a dog clicker. So I've got a dog clicker to, oh, to uh, e- easily pick up. I have my uh, beaker of water. Um, but I also have a piece of string that is around two foot long. And the reason I have a piece of string is my headphones always get, the cable always gets tangled and tangled and tangled. You hold the the piece of string by both ends. Okay, so so it's a kind of loop. But in the bottom of the loop, you've got your headphones hanging, the top bit of the headphone. Oh. And then you twist it round and round and round and it unravels the tangled 
Kate, oh, how did like, you discover this? Like a swing. Yeah, like a swing almost. I, I think one day I just got so pissed off with it <laughs> that I thought, and turning it round and round and round in my hands, that I thought, oh, how can I t- turn it more quickly? Oh, you were just clever. That's cool. <laughs> and so, David, uh, what have you got what's to in your, in your <laughs> right, so, yeah, Tea, water and this Chinese herbal concoction that's apparently... The Chinese have been using it for hundreds of years, which I yeah. swear by. Oh, it's oh. really thick and just, it's, it's lovely. What is um, it? I, I, do you know what? I'll, Tell um, what it's called. I'll send you a link to it. Maybe you can yes. put it in the show notes. It yeah, is, absolutely. It's, it is an essential part of my voiceover kit, whatever I'm doing now. Wow. But it's really thick and it really coats your throat. It's like this miracle voice thing. It's incredible. Oh, oh I definitely want that. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link. But so the other thing I have <laughs> is a little figurine. Of my favourite superhero. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, come on, who tell is? You. Who, who is? The question. The exactly. Question. That usually is met by a bit mm. of... By a question. Yeah, qu- so he, I need he, to look him up. I'm looking up question. The question or I'm looking up now. He kind of yeah. wears a trilby and a trench coat, but his, his mask is blank and adheres to his face. It just <gasps> looks like he's got no face. Oh. I see him. I've just looked him up. My God, he's a dude, <laughs> isn't he? I'm telling you, right? Golly. Wow. And uh, usually a spaceship, and today's spaceship is from Serenity, a TV show called Serenity, called The, the Firefly. So do I you have s- a number of, sh- of of spaceships that you could bring into your booth at any given time? I love that. I love I that. Do. I like that. I mean, you don't you don't uh, do a podcast called the Geek Syndicate without no, having spaceships I, around, I've do you? I've got eagles from space nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> I've got Battlestar. I've got ga- uh, wow. battle stars. Oh, Amazing. I have to stop buying them now because I can't really justify the expense. So. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, let me say a huge thank you to our guest, David Monteith. Yes. Thank you, David. I hope you've enjoyed it's, it. It's been a joy. <laughs> we'll put all of your you. details in the show notes. <laughs> Definitely. And remember, listeners, the easiest way to listen to How Do You Say That is to say to your smart speaker, Alexa, play How Do You Say That. But you can also subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and the latest episode will magically appear on your device every Friday. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks again to David Monteith for being a superb guest. Thank you, David. Uh, We all do the end bit together, David. You know, you've listened to the podcast. So, all right, let's see if we can all do it. Right, okay, so here we go. Tune in next week for more scripts and another fabulous voiceover guest when we'll be asking... How do you say say that? that? How do you say that? that?